previously on Champions of the Earth. Brought to you by Martha and Hux. Oh yeah, 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 okay, so, so, uh, we're gonna try to be the ones who tell people, like, what happened on the show yeah, last week. a lot happened. It was overwhelming. I'm completely whelmed. Oh, alright, so, uh, let's see, um, I drank a Fresca, and, uh, I got magic powers, which was fucking rad. We all got magic powers, like, all... Not from Fresca. Yes, that's true. Oh, and then, and then, um, uh, you got a whip, and, um... Olive got a wand, and Nico got this horrible-looking hammer thing with tentacles, and I was deeply upset by that. And then, and then, uh, and then uh, we fought. We fought some robots, and then we fought hmm. Steve. Steve, yes, the ooh, he was tough. And then Olive disintegrated him, and he turned into like a bunch of like <gasps> glowing leaves and right, stuff. Right, right, right. Oh my god, biggest thing, biggest thing. Olive tried to kiss Nico. I saw that. Why? I don't understand it. He has Blech. special powers. Everybody wants to kiss him. No. Wait. <laughs> Anyways, we all got super, like, even more powerful. I'm feeling really juiced, really grounded. Haha, <laughs> pun intended. We were waiting, then, everything was going really well. It was. And then the spaceship that was way up there, like, landed and turned into a dragon. Turned into, well, seeming, like Akosakon said, dragons aren't real, but they did turn into something, and I don't know how we're going to fight it. Oh, my gosh. I don't know either. I guess we'll have to listen and find out. that was attacking us before. Can you help us out or? Starting again. Yes, I can help, but my power reserves are too low. There's nothing I can do without, without more power to help you. And as he's saying this, the alien craft that had landed starts to spin up its engines and starts to lift off towards the sky. If only there was some way you could find the power I would need! What kind of power are you talking about? Oh, anything from a nuclear fission to the force of an exploding volcano! Or the spaceship do it? Yes, the spaceship would do quite nicely! On it. Wait, I thought the spaceship was a dragon. There's a giant spaceship in the sky. There was like a little saucer that landed on the Earth. Yeah. The jump ship is starting to lift off, which disgorged, yes, the Talax and Steve is now starting to... Uh, over the course of that uh, talk, uh, mostly my mind was being blown by the dragon, which I think was sort of what was up in your, in, uh, in uh, Olive's head too. Um, mostly I, just because I heard her say dragon, I'm gonna be backing up towards Olive, mostly because I feel a lot safer to, next to Olive right now. And I like put a hand on her shoulder. Are we in initiative order? Who just won? 
Neat. Olive just annihilated that thing. The drone mm -hmm. just tried to attack. The jump ship is lifting off pretty soon. It's it's gonna get out of here. Uh, Martha, you're up. Um. Okay. Um. Martha, I know I can trust you. I believe in you the most. <laughs> Do we all hear this, or is it just? Like oh yeah, you all hear it. We still have to talk about this later, but I got an idea. And Martha is going to summon the power of the earth ground up, literally into the sky, creating a spike, piercing the hull of the ship, stabbing it, doing five damage to the ship, <laughs> and blowing 10 of her power points. Oh, yeah! Nice. So, uh... There's like Martha dragon breath. How's that for connecting to the Earth? Kick ass. That spike of raw... That becomes the conduit? Yeah. Well, it doesn't become the conduit, oh. but... Is it, uh, what kind of metal comes jolt jolting up out of the earth? Well, I mean, you are the GM, but, I mean, Martha's outfit is gold, and Martha's attitude is definitely gold star A+. <laughs> so the shard that comes ripping up out of the earth is, uh, it's kind of a clear quartz riddle with veins of gold that slams into the bottom of this ship, punctured essentially barbed like a fish on a hook. I can't even imagine the kind of energy that healing crystal must have. I can't even <laughs> imagine how much gold is in there. Okay, yes. Okay, yes. Mel, you're up. So that's not working then, the gold isn't? It's not conducting the energy, no. You have to actually, well, theoretically you need to get into the actual core energy of this ship, into the engine. I'm gonna change course and go back towards the drone because this, this this shit's way too much for me. I don't even want to be a part of this. I don't I don't fucking know what's happening. I don't care. I didn't sign up for this shit, but you know, this motherfucker's pissing me off because I've shot him like three times and he still won't fucking die. So this is just really being angry and I'm gonna go kick its ass. Beep, 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 beep boop. I'm gonna try a flying strike, and I'm I'm gonna try to. Is, does it have like a little head or like? It is does. It, it has a precious little head. Yeah. Stop <laughs> making the robot cute. <laughs> I want to try and like twist its little head off. So you leap through the air, twisting with acrobatic skill. Okay. Um, sixteen. And it beats its twelve. Your hands wrap around its little spindly head as you execute a pirouette through the air, snapping its head, clean off, and landing, Hamlet style, with its skull in your hand. Fucking finally! Jesus. She spikes it down to the ground. All right, have fun with the spaceship, you guys. Hux. I got this. The, it should be pointed out as well that the doors which, the, which Steve exited mm -hmm. are still open. Okay, what, what he wants to do is run up and use the whip like as a grapple, more or less, to like pull himself up to the doors. It's little, not- little Batman, little Indiana Jones? It's not little that- Little Spider-Man? It's, it's, about, it's about eight to 10 feet off the ground uh -huh. at this point. So uh, let's say beat a 10. Beat a 10. 16. All right, you swing yourself up into the doorway of the starship. Here is what you see. It's made of some kind of metal that's hard to kind of tell. It has an iridescent shine to it. In back, 
You do see glowing energy kind of behind some grates and machinery. Uh, there is some alcoves, which one might assume would be where the Taleks were stationed. And in front, there are two glowing lights, one red and one blue. Wait. Dome lights? One is a one is a little pad. It's a little glowing blue pad, and then one yes is a kind of spherical red glowing light. Seems like a puzzle. Huxley is sometimes not good at puzzles, but there's something behind a grate. There is glowing, glowing energy behind, behind the grate. grate. There's a bunch of lights up here, and I'm not like maybe like the best person at this. I always skip this parts of video games, but like. There's like a blue light and a red light, and there's something behind like a sewer grate. Sounds like a uh, job for Martha. Hey. No, I mean it as a compliment. Uh, Nico, it is your turn. Especially now that I've heard that, but just in general, I'm gonna just back up from where I watched it, because I was in like hand-to-hand combat with a knight alone, and then he punched it with a tornado, and then she became a living beam of energy. So I'm a, like, that was, really metal and uh, so Nico is literally just gonna like back up and actually kind of feeling a little for the first time feeling a little overwhelmed by all of this he's been really throwing himself into this and then like that last thing he kind of realized was it's like oh shit I'm in a battle so he's kind of backed up and he's put his hand on Olive's shoulder and he's just like this is real isn't it it seems that way how are you doing I'm better knowing that you can do that it was really cool when you breathed the fire. That was really oh cool. Oh my god, get a fucking room, you two! Jesus! How about you go fight something over there? Thank you! How about you go fuck yourself? God. I think we should probably focus on maybe not using that word so much. I think that we should focus on the fucking spaceship that's trying then to focus fly on into the, the spaceship! Sky. We're busy! And which oh my and, god. and as you walk away, <laughs> she, she all of just seething and just Go write it in your diary later. How about we do something? Can I agree with Mel on this one? How about oh my god. on their we... own lives? Ah! Hey, Olive, Olive, Olive. How about we figure out how to punch that dragon, huh? I kind of want to write it. Oh my god, so when he says it, you're going to do it. Okay. There's kind of a sinister so, puzzle in here. Yeah, if, uh... let's, let's, how about we focus? <laughs> Fine. Do everything since I don't know. I didn't just totally turn into a beam of light or anything. It's not like I did something so awesome and never done it before in my life. But okay, I guess I'll do oh, it. Oh, I ripped off so many robot heads in my life too. You don't hear me fucking bragging about it. Why not? You Focus, really guys. Focus. Focus. You did something really Olive, cool. Olive, quick into the ship. We need your help, okay? Okay. Good. Focus. Get in there. How? I can throw you there. It'll get you faster. <sighs> it gets everyone to play along, I guess. I'm pretty good at this. I threw a deer. Did. <laughs> so that's beat a ten. All right, cool. Nope. nope. So he picks you <laughs> up by. Oh, no, so, so I that just. That was gonna be so cool. No wait. Fuck. No wait. I'm gonna make it worse. Yeah. So yeah, I just. All right. I get into stands and I go. I trust you. Oh god damn it! And he grabs you by the belt and he chucks you about about six feet forward. You know. Face wow, plan. so impressive. I go, I look down at my hands and I look over at you and I'm like, sorry, I'm still getting the hang of this thing, I guess. It's okay! <laughs> it happens to a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah, it does. And now it's all of I guess turn. I stand up a few feet closer to my target. Nico is I cannot describe on the internet. <laughs> Especially uh, to high school boys. I, and I uh, have a 
tree lift me closer to the door? <laughs> or like what? Like, I Why don't you try jumping? I jump. This was just to save the jump. Can I just raise myself at will with my powers? That is a, you can give it a, you can give it a shot. Uh-oh. We're not good at jumping. And yeah. Um, you you know you try and channel this tree, and then when you realize you really can't just summon Arbor to you know kind of do your bidding, um, you kind of half-heartedly jump, but it doesn't really work. Yes, remember when we ran into that ravine? It's really not that. Um, we can fight a whole field of monsters, but the minute that we have to walk over terrain. <laughs> it is a disaster. And from the bottom of the jump ship descends twin blasters. Oh, a turret of weaponry that opens fire. Everyone, except for Hux. I would say I'm very far away because I did not go towards the ship. You each, I am gesturing toward Martha, Nico, and Olive, need to beat a 12. As this thing opens nope. fire, you need to detect. I get you get a 10? I do not get hit. All right. It's only two lower. Yeah, this thing's an advanced alien cybernetic AI that Martha's can target. Martha's not looking terribly hot um, after this hit. Martha, you take two points of damage. What, two? And the beam oh. seems to come right towards your heart, but it seems to stop about an inch over your chest and then deflect it. <laughs> Mystically. Oh, I didn't beat it yeah, either. Yeah, Mel, Mel didn't oh, get her uh, oh, I'm so you sorry. Either, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, you did. I didn't beat um, it. He flirted and failed at throwing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it slams into you for two damage as well. Further away. But it still hit you. Uh, Martha. Um, right. Well, if you want something done, let's get on up that door. Okay. It's a 12? It's a 10. Sweet God! Holy, 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 holy shit. <laughs> holy shit. Can we just say, like, Martha just, like, slips on the wet grass? <laughs> yep. You got, you got, you even... You, Sorry! You, I have slipped! You even, you bit your, you bit your tongue. You got, <gasps> blood is coming, coming to fill in your mouth a little bit. Huckley, you're gonna have to solve the puzzle, okay? Oh my God. Uh, Mel, you're up. So, I know that Jack was asking about the things the suit can do, like when we're talking about there being comms, is could I roll to see if like, there's like a camera? Like so that he could show us what he sees? Yes, you could roll yeah. to see if that can happen. Wisdom check. Um, I'm not very smart. I'm gonna go with things. luck. So you're kind of swatting, you're kind of swatting at the helmet, trying to be like, come on, give me so, a- So, okay, so I, don't really go to math class or science class or anything like that very often, so I'm just gonna press some buttons. 15. That is exactly the number you needed. Woo! So your visor suddenly clicks into gear and you kind of get a weird experience of vertigo as you're able to see through what you realize are Huxley's eyes. Do, do we all see it or just no? Just no. Okay. Uh, it's, it's the one on the inside of your right wrist. What is? Oh, whoa! Just press it. Mostly. No. Oh, uh, if I think about it, I can see from your perspectives. That's weird. Okay. Okay. Cool. Does it, does it cover our entire vision? The, what? Seeing through Hoxie's eyes, are we blind to what's going around us? Yes. You. It, it's too disorienting for you to both do your action and look through. Yeah. So I I'm not going to be of any help here, so I'm turning mine off, but like maybe Martha and I guess Olive should try and help. Yeah, this is better than getting thrown. 
Hey, uh, Akasagan, uh, she can't, like, read my mind or see, like, what I see, like, in my head when I look at her, right? This isn't the time, Huxley! Okay, cool, just making sure everything's cool, never mind, just a totally innocent question. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Huxley, it is your turn. At the, uh, at a the little bit of help, guys. At the start of your turn, uh, a little bulb kind of drops down from the ceiling, and it blinks at you. Is what it says. Hello, robot. We totally come in peace. Everything's cool. Uh, we were uh, we are actually space repairmen. So if you could please show the engine, that would be very cool of you. Go ahead and roll for that. Ten with the charisma, so yeah. fourteen. And the red light and the blue light go. They, they pulse. That was less than helpful. The ship jerks and is now free of the spike. And it's starting to lift off Huxley, into the air, taking Huxley door. with him. You get one action. I get one action. So I want to see if I can use the whip as a rope to uh, or pull somebody else up. Oh, okay. You're going to try and whip down to grab someone and have them um, pull yeah, up. Pull up. It's going to be a little complicated, but mm -hmm. I love it. Whip and nanny. Who are you going to whip? I think, uh, Nico. Bros. Bros. But I'm no use in this puzzle, okay? All right, let's do it. All right, so uh, the whip comes down. What I need for you to do, are you gonna grab it? Wow, Nico does not feel the need to go into the shuttle at all. Like, he was gonna Dude. punch those turrets, but yeah, sure, let's go. I'll grab it. He Bro grabs grab. it. Bro, grabs! Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what this is gonna be is a assisted check. <laughs> uh, if you can beat a 10, okay, cool. you can make this happen. Uh, I'm 19. I have, an, I have a 20. No, I have my, a 20. Yeah, I have a 20 with my strength. So we both crit. Great. Awesome. So the whip wraps around your arms, you grab it, you leap, he pulls, and suddenly, boom, Nico, you find yourself inside the ship. Whoa. Whoa. I don't think my hammer can do that. Uh, all right, so there is a... Yo, what's, what's, so t tell me what's going on here, man. I've got, okay. a red, I've got a red bubble, I've got a blue bubble, what's going on? All right, so I think it didn't believe me when I told it we were space repairmen, and it just, like, flashed the two lights. Yeah, that was a pretty cool story, though, man. I tried, I tried. Um, and then there's this thing behind the grate that I think maybe, like, we should just rip off and, like, start pulling things out, because this ship right, is so, leaving. So, so I'm just like, we should wreck the ship from the inside and keep it from leaving. So I want to I wanna see if I can, uh, uh, using that, like, suit um, knowledge context thing, right? Is there any design similarity between what I'm wearing and this jet? An excellent question. Not that you can tell. Okay. Curious about the red glowing thing beyond the grate. Mm -hmm. um, I simply punch into it. All right, that means you need to physically break through the machines that are in front of the glowy thing. Cool. So you need to attack it. Yep, done. Great. I'll, uh, I'll take my... Um, but if I break through this thing, then do I get to touch whatever's beyond it this round? Mm -hmm. Okay. I turned to Hugs. You remember we were punching in the yard? You were mostly doing the punching, I was mostly being punched, yes. You ever think we'd be punching a spaceship next? Yeah, no, never. I, I thought we were gonna hang out at my house and maybe be friends. Well, one of those two things turned out to be true, bro. And I spend five power points to auto crit, uh, and I'm gonna strike with my warhammer. I smash it into the uh, machinery. 
Um, that's gonna do times two damage, and there's a prone situation here, but that doesn't really matter. Can't prone a grate. Yeah. So your Warhammer th- flies forward, slams into this grate, and bends it like a motherfucker, but does not break through. And a little hole opens at the front next to the red bulb. It's black, it's open, the machine is yelling at you. Oh, cool. So, yes, this is the problem that we were referring to. It is a known warranty problem with your spaceship. It doesn't understand you, man. I don't know why you keep saying that. We just need to keep banging on it. All of it is your turn. How far up have they flown from they this are now, old spike? They are now, oh, from the top of the spike? They're only, like, mm, five feet from the top of the spike. The engine is powering up in a serious way. Yeah. Sees the ship taking off. Hux and Nico are now both on it. Shouts back to Mel and Martha, we're gonna take out the turrets, okay? And starts popping up the the, the little cliff face mm-hmm. and points her wand at the little guns and fire. Pew! Regardless of what it is, though, the ship tries to juke out of the way. It is not nearly fast enough. It's dealing with a lot of business right now. And your shot slams into uh, the turret. That was a pretty solid hit. It is now the ship's turn. Martha fires at you. Not good enough. Two damage. Boom, it hits you in the shoulder, blowing you back. 15. 17. All right, it fires, but you suck and roll out of the way. Olive, it returns fire at you. It goes wide. You are not hit. Uh, The ship, however, does begin to take off. It is now a good 30 feet above that shard, and it is heading into the sky. Babu, babu, babu. Okay, Martha, you're up. Ow. She sees it. She reels back and throws that shield back up at him. Nine. Beats a seven. Ha! <laughs> yeah. So your shield flies up through the air. You strike it uh, towards the back engine. It, a gout of energy and smoke kind of purse out. Purses out? Yeah, that's, sure. a, that's a word. Yeah. yeah. It starts to waffle, but it's still in the air. But that was a hell of a hit. The Mel, you're up. Using an auto crit doesn't activate trick shot automatically, does it? Okay. Yes, it does. Um, I'm going to spend five for an auto crit to shoot a crossbow at the engine. Okay. That first shot, uh, you take aim, you fire, <laughs> swack. It stabs into the engine, a massive gout of flame and energy. Uh, roars out, it's still in the air, but it's starting to go down. Guys, hang on in there. Whoa! Hugsley, hold on to me! And I, all right. All right, and I hold on to the bent up grate that we now know is stronger than my warhammer. Okay, yeah, no, no, I'll totally, uh, I'm gonna grab onto him with one hand and uh, that weird like red orb thing that's sticking up, like with the other. Good shot, Mel! You, you're gonna touch the red orb? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna touch the red orb. It's not yeah, your action, okay, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna spend the second attack trying to go after the turret, because there's still a mm-hmm. problem. That's a 25. Another crit. Another crit. This, I mean, who knows how many shots you'll actually get out of this thing. Why don't we just start? At least three more. Yeah, let's just roll that, roll that out as this flurry of crossbow bolts come flying out. It has no maneuverability because it is a crashing ship. So these bolts are just slamming. What are you you adding to that? So you're you're adding your, this is your agility modifier? agility modifier. modifier. Plus I get plus two attack as a ranger. Oh, nice. 
Nice. So it's a plus six to everything awesome. that I can justify. That's a hell of a combo. It's a 19. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and stop you. The flurry of arrow bolts just flying through. It essentially shreds the hull of this of this jump ship. It is crashing furiously toward the, the woods. Okay, you know what I said? Good shot, please stop! Too many shots! Too many shots! Wow! What an awesome end to Act 1 of Episode 4. I'm Colin Kelly, your Game Master, and you are the audience who I like very much. Thank you very much for listening to our uh, little adventure baby. We are so glad to have you, uh, and we are so glad that so many of you have been engaging with us in so many awesome ways. Um, we've been seeing your fan art, we've been seeing your tweets, uh, your retumbles, uh, and we appreciate every single uh element that you've engaged with. Um, we actually are, as we mentioned last week, uh, by week I mean episode, obviously, uh, that we were going to be doing a bit of a random drawing. We have these beautiful mahogany champions of the earth pins, and we are going to be giving them out to a random sampling of you, the amazing listeners. So, uh, as per usual, I pulled out the old trusty D20s and started tossing them around, and I would like to congratulate uh, Sin Wicked at, at Archaic Twain on Twitter, Kato at Kato, AKA Kato, uh, Caroline Pitt at Caroline the Geek, uh, Kalev, yeah, I can do this correctly. Kalevra BD at Kalevra BD and Smash Valiant at Valiant Effort. Uh, I want to thank you all for being members of our community and expect some special DMs in the DM pocket so we can send you some dope swag. Uh, I also want to give a special thank you to Tess over at RPG Podcasts. Uh, at RPG Casts. Uh, Tess curates an amazing collection of RPG tabletop actual play and discussion podcasts. It is literally the most comprehensive source uh, to find uh, this kind of content that I've seen on the internet, and I really encourage everyone to go check it out. Uh, once again, that is RPGcasts.com. Now, we are going to move along to um, what is rapidly becoming my favorite part of these little interstitials, the fake commercial. However, I had an important realization uh, the other day as I was, you know, in savoring my sweet, sweet Pamplemousse Lacroix, that I am actually paying for these advertisements and thus maybe should advertise something that I care about. So. Without further ado, from Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing, and Marcus Toe, from Boom Studios, Joyride, Volume 3. It's been one year since the tragedy befell our heroes, and Katrin and Daywood have found themselves on opposite sides of the cosmos. However, when a signal from the Supervoid cuts through their new lives, they'll realize that sometimes, in order to grow up, you have to go home. A tale of love, adventure, space, and making out with super rad aliens. Joyride, Volume 3, out February 27th at every comic book shop or bookstore you know. 
<laughs> What's that? You haven't read Joyride Volume 1 or Volume 2? Well, let me tell you, friends. You can find it on Amazon, your comic shop, or Comixology if you like to do the digital thing. Joyride. We hope you check it out. Good job, Colin. Well, thank you very much, Colin. I fairly hope that people check out our lovely book. I think they will. High five. And now, the interview. Uh, luckily, uh, this particular interview was relatively easy for me to hunt down, uh, as I am lucky enough to be married to this beauty. However, she is she's asleep right now, so, um... But you know what? I mean, the show has to go on. So let me just, um, <clears throat> hey, um, hey, babe, babe, Amanda. I was sleeping, babe. Uh, I know. I know. I'm sorry. Hold, um, hold on. I know what'll. I know what'll wake you up. Pomplamus Lacroix. Oh wow! I'm totally awake now. Let's do this. Awesome. I'm so glad you said that. Um, so welcome to uh, the interview. Uh, I'm so glad that you were able to make it. I, I am sorry for what I, you know, I had to wake you up like that, but um, I'm glad that you can have this chance to talk, not as Mel, but as the amazing Amanda Powers. Flattery, yes, excellent. <laughs> Continue. Uh, so why don't you tell our lovely audience uh, where you're from? Uh, sure. So uh, I am that rare unicorn that was actually born in Los Angeles County, um, not quite in L.A. City proper, but in a suburb uh, about 35 miles inland uh, called Roland Heights. One person was just like, yeah, Roland Heights. I know. Anytime I meet somebody who has any idea what I'm talking about, I get really excited because even local Angelinos half the time have no idea what Roland Heights is or where it is. Well, it's their loss. So, uh, what happened next? Where did you go to school? I wasn't born in Roland Heights, but I spent most of my life growing up there. Um, so I went to high school there. And um, you were, I assume, I mean, I've got to assume one of the coolest kids in school? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even a little. Um, I was a, a drama nerd, a yearbook geek, and a um, very annoying overachiever. I got it. We got a little Martha in our Mel. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, not in our Mel, but in our Amanda. Um, awesome. Um, where did you Where did you come up with Mel? Um, what is Who's Mel to you? So that's a little bit of a weird segue, just because I'm, I'm about to tell you that I based it on my sister, um, who uh, was. I like to say that, like inwardly, we're very, very similar, but the way that we express that outwardly was very, very different. Um, so I based uh, Mel off what I knew and remembered of my sister, what she was like in high school. And she's my older sister. She's about seven years older than me. Um, so there's quite a, a gap there. Um, and I, you know, as any little sisters want to do, I idolized her and wanted to be her. But, you know, she's very, very different than me, particularly in high school. So I uh, did a little bit of memory searching, but I also kind of checked with her because, you know, I think as with anything, when you're trying to play off a real person, I didn't want to offend her or go, you know, even though it's fiction, to go crazy in the wrong direction and make it look like I was, you know, not respecting the source material, so mm -hmm. to speak. 
Absolutely. Mel might have some rough edges, but I think in a lot of ways, the character that you're portraying is in honor of your sister. I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And her name is Melissa. Uh, I call her Missy because, you know, you have nicknames like that when you're young. But if uh, anyone calls Mel Missy, I'm sure they will get a fist to the face. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I have a very important question for you. Okay. Um, what's, what's your favorite, what's your favorite thing about, about your, about your GM? <laughs> um, it has to be appropriate for this podcast, right? That is true. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll have to think a little harder. Hold on. Oh, fair enough. Oh, um, I would say externally, I am a very big fan of your smile. Oh, well. It's very goodness. handsome. Thank you. I mean, my, I, we're talking about the GM here. Yes, the GM is you. Oh my God, well, don't spoil it. Come on, that's where the mystic of... Okay, fine, oh, it's whatever. ruined. Sorry. Oh, goodness gracious. Sorry, I ruined it with my compliment. My bad. <laughs> um, uh, but I would say, inwardly, it's, it's, I think it's your indomitable spirit. Oh, I didn't expect you to continue on with the question. Oh, thank you, baby. I set it up by saying outwardly, which kind of follows that I would also have an inward Absolutely. Answer. We are all about complete thoughts here on Champions of the Earth. Can I answer the question for you? Oh, the same question? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'd rather keep that to ourselves. And that is Amanda Powers. Baby, I'm going to let you go ahead and go back to sleep. Is there anything you'd like to say uh, to our amazing listeners before you go? Um, I, I just want to say that I'm, I'm super appreciative to everyone who wants to go on this journey with us. Um, we're so happy to have you and we have so much fun um, creating it that if you even have half the amount of fun listening to it, then it's going to be a success for all involved. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. All right, I'm going back to sleep now. Don't you wake me up again. I will not. Do not worry. And I think, listeners, that that is just about the best possible send-off that we could have. So I'm going to return you to your regularly scheduled episode four. Let's all hope that our boys, Hux and Nico, find a way out of this. On Champions of the Earth! This is the last, the last little flurry here. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, or not, or maybe... Maybe it will truly be the last little, I don't know. We'll see how you do. Super the last tiny little. It is like, ah! a, it is like a, yeah, the thing is crashing. I need you both to roll uh, checks. Wait, yeah. really? Oh. Oh yeah. yeah They're inside crash a crashing storm. I thought, storm. I, I didn't think it's, he was gonna like. It's cool, it's a good move. What you need to do is beat a 15. Okay, with, with defense. Mm-hmm. With your defense. Uh, I got a no. 25. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We'll give you the option. You can either, you can use your body to kind of shield him, or you can leap free dramatically and wonderfully. No, I'm I'm 100% helping him. So um, I'm on the, uh, I'm hanging onto the grate with one hand, and I'm hanging onto Huxley with the other, and this thing is fucking falling, so like, you know, it's black hole down shit. You know, we're like, it's it's spinning wildly out of control. What, you roll a five? Yeah, Huxley starts to fly out the ship, and uh, Nico just bellows, Hux, and grabs onto him. I'm not losing you, man. I need a singer for my band. And I grab him around with both of my arms and out of the ship as we crash, rolling onto the ground. 
pretty hard on even though that impact myself. And you take two points of impact damage. Cool. But Huxley, you take none. As that starship slams into the woods, debris and, and, and leaves and, and wood flying everywhere, dirt, as metal and it all is a cacophony of chaos. Kaboom! Kaboom! As the giant dragon starts to stride across the horizon towards your town. Okay, yes. first of all, you're welcome. Second of all, I don't know, Olive. I think that was pretty impressive too, no? Come on, um, let's get into the ship. It's gotta get to the engine. You're all awesome. We're all awesome. I breathe fire, he's got the cool whip, and you did shot down a spaceship, and all of his living energy, and Martha is golden spike, apparently. This is amazing. We're all doing amazing. This is highly impressive teenagers. Now please, someone, Okay, so we gotta like go through this wreckage and like find find that engine battery thing, right? Like someone that seems to be like someone the, needs to channel it. Maybe if we all channel it together, like, it'll be more effective. I don't know. Like uh, Martha's gonna run towards the wreckage. No. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, well, she's looking it. Like you're, you're so Martha's moving. I'm running after them. You guys are Martha has the right idea. I run as well. Uh, you all make it to the uh, open porthole of the ship. Uh, to reveal what the two of them had already seen, there's a grate, it's been battered. Behind it is the engine core. Smart person, smart person, please. I think it's just a brute force thing at this moment, but yeah, sure. She's gonna take the others. How, how bad does the grate look? It's pretty jacked. All right, I'm gonna try to jack it more. All right, you're gonna punch it with your fist? No, she's gonna take her shield and bring it down. She figures that's a bit stronger, hopefully. Go ahead and roll for it. The shield comes crashing down, severing the grates, uh, almost as if your shield is a, a red-hot katana that slices through the metal. And revealed before you guys is the core of power. This technology is unlike anything you have ever seen before. It's almost as if uh, a swirling ball of glowing water has been trapped within a net of iridescent crystal. It's insanely beautiful, threatening, and powerful all at once. Like a midterm. <laughs> I Casagon, or whatever the fuck your name is, are we supposed to touch this? Once you touch it, you will connect yourself to the power which will flow through you into the ley lines of the earth, which I can draw from in order to do something about the monster that's heading towards your town. We all need to do this together. This is how a band works. Okay, work. fine, let's go. Whatever. <laughs> no team. Yeah, 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 totally. All right, sure, fine. Let's all touch the let's touch the glow water. And all five of you reach towards this energy, your hands crackling as you reach in, your fingers wrapping around the net of power, and you feel it burn through you as if you're touching a live wire that courses through your energy, and you hear a Kossagon scream in your head. Yes! No! and the sphere of power goes dark. Champions, champions, we can make this happen. Are you willing and are you ready? Hell yes. Yeah, no. I uh, throw up horns. 
sorry. I, I have to ask, and I don't know why none of you are asking this. Why me? I figured I'd ask after all the town where you're all, all our friends and family were at once so that was safe. I was going to ask them. Well, I guess not all of us are as high and mighty and goody two-shoes as you. I want to know why me. Maybe we got picked I didn't because we're important. I, uh, okay, but you clearly don't know. I'm asking the fucking voice in our heads. I wish I could tell you that That's it was... not good enough. Hmm. Strong-willed and dangerous. I understand, perhaps, why you may have been chosen. But the truth of the matter is, I do not know. There are things in this world that are beyond even me, like Asogon. But you are the ones who came into my glade. You were the ones who have channeled the power, and now you are the ones who must save the world. Why you? Because you're the only ones who can. Basically, it was a big fat accident, is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. <laughs> but sometimes accidents happen for a reason. And it is about the destiny you make, not the destiny that you have chosen. Yeah, well, as of yesterday, my fucking destiny was to get into Bobby Trammell's pants. So excuse me if this is a bit of a leap for me. What do we need to do, Akasa Gun? All you need to do is stand still. Oh boy. It's as if the air itself ignites into flame. This um, is real. Living lightning, burning air, as around you, surrounding you, hundreds of feet tall, energy crackles. Something begins to take form as this lightning starts to swirl like cords of muscle almost as they bend and shape around you. Mel, for all of your hesitance, the creature that begins to form around you drops down on four massive legs. And you realize standing in front of you is a beast all in black. It's fur or skin or bone or armor, so dark it's almost impossible to make out any kind of detail. But it has the shape of a black panther. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Whoa! I throw up horns with the other hand. By the way, I just like walk up, but I just pet the panther. It lets loose a wild cat <laughs> shriek! <laughs> Only, that you know. makes me more excited. Yeah. Next to you, all of the creature forming around you, its huge, its tusks thrusting up into the sky as you realize that standing over the tiny olive is a bull elephant, 200 feet tall. 200 feet tall? It's huge! And it lets loose a trumpeting roar. Huxley! <laughs> The, the energy crackles around you. The blue energy wraps around into bone and, and muscle. I'm and, so ready for this. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. And perching above you is a raccoon. <laughs> cool. Great. Yeah, raccoon. It's little it's, tiny human it's hands. It's so cute. Oh, my God, Huxley. It's Huxley. so cute. Your trash can you're gonna, you're gonna have to change that. I, I, I'm, tr I'm trying. I'm, tr I'm trying real hard. I'm trying to picture something bigger. What the? Really it's not all about the size. 
Yeah, I've heard some, that one before. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> what she said. The burn. And speaking of burns, the heat begins to rise around you, Nico, coiling up out of the ground. Is it coils of smoke? I'm on fire. No. It's the coils of a massive octopus. Are you kidding me? Or a kraken rising above you from the stone and earth and forest. It's tentacles writhing in and out of the soil. Yo, bro, little too much of an evil laugh for my liking. Sorry, it just it just comes out sometimes. No, I'm totally. It's it's a. Uh, no, I'm fine. And you all are dazzled by a blinding light as you see above you. It's as if a, a rainbow has suddenly erupted into a, a, a prism of color and streaking through the sky on gossamer wings is a gilded golden butterfly. Soaring above you, Martha, it's its long body and beautiful wings spread out. It's massive and at the same time feather light and impossibly delicate. Wait, um, are, are you sure that that shouldn't belong to Olive? Hey. And so- as you back talk, you each start to glow, glitter, and disappear, appearing inside of a cockpit. Oh. You are yes. each. Oh my god, it's just like Evangelion. Each inside. <laughs> what? Don't worry about it. It's, it's, you never watched Evangelion? <laughs> is that a nerd thing? Yeah, it's like a real nerd thing. It is a nerd. Nice. Am I inside Bluebell now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Is, is that her name? You named her Bluebell? Mm hmm. That's a pretty cool name. Each of these uh, machines essentially has twin controllers, one for each of your arms, and you'll see all around you as you feel a shock through your system that the uh, the walls around you kind of glitter, and then you can essentially see in every direction. Whoa. So you are seeing through the eyes of your creature. Can I see my tentacles? Yeah, you can absolutely see your tentacles. In fact, cool. Nico, when you reach cool. into... Oh, this is so cool. When you reach into to grab, do you reach in and grab the controllers? Yes, oh, immediately. Each of your fingers, your main fingers, not your thumb, obviously, because those aren't real fingers, uh, is connected... Hashtag fuck thumbs. Uh, hashtag fuck thumbs. <laughs> is one of those tentacles. So each of your fingers yes. controls one of those <laughs> massive, writhing what? tentacles. You know what that means, guys? That means I can throw up the horns. <laughs> Weirdly enough, yeah, that's exactly what the giant Kraken mecha does. Oh, man. This is the coolest thing that's ever happened to me in actual life. Me, Jackson, this is the coolest, <laughs> this is the coolest thing. We got a new sheet. And you all get oh, new God. sheets. I love you, Colin. Jesus, this is awesome. My raccoon has its own character sheet. And as you all settle into the helms of your massive battle mechs, the dragon that has been striding towards your tender hometown of Beach Bay lets loose a gut-wrenching roar as it sees you, something it can absolutely throw down with. And I need you each to roll initiative. Really? All right, so. I rolled a two when I'm not last in initiative. I have a wow. six. Wow. 
Wow, okay, cool. I'm a four. And you're a four, goodness gracious, okay. How about we take these things out for a test drive and figure out how they run? I'm ready to fly, and as the, I'm flying, actually kick up into the air at this point. Uh, yeah, you can, you are in the air. Mel is us. We're still yeah. far away from the dragon, like not Yeah, you will like, need to close, you are, no, you are not within striking range, you are what we consider far distance. You need to close, uh, by around, and then you will be within right, striking distance. All right, so I'm distance. just gonna run that direction. Awesome. The inky black shadow of the Black Panther streaks over the forest canopy, and you all almost lose sight of it. It seems to disappear within the shadows of the night. Well, I think you might have the right idea. Let's go. Uh, however, it is the dragon ship's turn. And it sees you all, turns, its eyes begin to glow with a red burning light. And seeing uh, the first thing that it moved, it opens up its massive mouth, which was once the, the bridge of this starship, and lets loose a torrent of fireball that flies right at you. You said it wasn't close enough to do damage. Well, it has a really long ranged attack. 17. And your Black Panther deftly dodges. However, the burning orb of flame sails over the Panther's back and slams into the forest behind him, uh, erupting in a massive explosion that sets the forest on fire. All right, well, someone called the, pol- the fire department. Is there a phone in here? Betty, no. The town is being attacked by giant ships. <laughs> I think the fire department is engaged elsewhere, Mel. Hey, I, I, I've, been, I've been thinking a lot about these suits, and we've all demonstrated some manner of energy. I am fire, obviously, right? Um, uh, I, I don't know, all of you are some kind of life? Yeah. Uh, clearly, lightning, uh, Mel, uh, and the power of light. I, I imagine Earth from all the gold, maybe the power of just gold. <laughs> and, uh, and you have the power of cold, yes? Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely seems to be true. So maybe, maybe turn that cold against the fire? Oh, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good idea. You're the only one of us who has water, but... Put the fire out, Hux! Put the fire out! And Huxley, it is your turn. Okay, cool. I'm looking for the ice from the raccoon button. <laughs> Which, that is interesting. As as your, your fingers wrap around the control mechanisms, you realize that you can channel your inner power through the beast itself. Yeah. Right, yeah, no, okay, so, all right, uh, I sh- shove my hand into this thing and try to make the raccoon uh, no, no, I don't have the power points for that. Can I make the whip again? No, I can't, right? No. I want, like, paws of ice! <laughs> and just, like, you see the massive <laughs> raccoon shake its little tiny paws in the air! I'm not going to worry about the fire at the moment. I'm going to worry about the thing making all the fire, because it's just very clearly, like, Fair enough. the best that I can do. So I'm just going to, like, <laughs> propel this raccoon forward um, to swat and bite. Uh, 
So it's far enough away that it'll take a turn for you to close. Yeah, close, okay. So you can charge, you can you can race towards striking distance of the giant dragon. Yeah, okay. That. The little raccoon follows the, uh, the panther in its vicious attack, leaping and scurrying with nimble-like dexterity for its, for its massive form. It's very agile and very quick. Olive, it's your turn. Well, I see that he's not putting out the fire. He's not putting out the fire. <sighs> Looks like I'll hold fine. <sighs> okay. Everything in this forest by myself. So, if I'm life, life, water is the source of life. Life, life is the water essence. Okay. And I just imagine water coming out of my elephant's trunk, just like spraying water from the trunk. If there's no like, it's not part of the thing. I just didn't know if I. Is that it? I know. Okay. Um, so. As, then I engage blast. Right, as Olive um, tries to reach out with a with a, a, a burst of, of cleansing water energy, her massive yeah. elephant's trunk kind of reaches out, and why don't you go I ahead and roll that attack? I picture the waterfall that we were trying to get to. Yeah, the beautiful waterfall. Where those people died. Yeah, yeah, someone definitely died at that waterfall. Go ahead and just use your, your main roll. 17. And as you imagine this beautiful, life-saving waterfall, the front of your elephant bursts forth with a beam of raw energy that streaks across the forest, completely obliterating the fire and the trees. Look, the fire is out, but you carved a massive swath of destruction across the old oak forest. Uh, that surrounds your beloved town. Oh, you gotta make it oak. Oh, bro. Um. But nicely done. You you got the fire out. A single, shocked and horrified tear, just like starts streaming from Olive's face. Olive bursts into, into silent, silent yeah. tears. Oh, rough. Uh, and it is Nico's turn. Let's do it. Nico does not realize that that is happening. Nope, he is distracted by the dragon. So he is going for the dragon. Let's do this. All right, do I need to roll for that? I don't know. Uh, well, you don't need to roll. However, oh, oh, wait. I would like to swim at it. So as you jam your controls forward, let's fucking do this. You find that it's not like your giant kraken like waddles across the ground. It doesn't like gallop no. on its tentacles? It cool. drops down into the soil itself. Wow. And your tentacles push yourself forward. You're flying through the soil underneath you as if the ground itself was water. Am, am, I, am I leaving a ground trail? No. You are as if you are... As if I was like phasing? You, it's as if you are phasing right on. through the corporeal earth. Whoa. So metal. Yeah. All right. In it. In it. And you are cl- you are closing, Martha. Okay. All right. Now, Martha, you are already in the air, so you are the closest of everyone. Still not close enough to properly attack, or could I perhaps perform a diving strike? Uh, the mech lifts into the air for one turn. The next turn, strike does two damage. So I take some big 
glide forward and then we'll start Absolutely. If you wanted to, so basically soar even higher into the air and then prepare for a dive devastating bomb. dive bomb strike, it spreads its wings against the moon above you and it would be heartbreakingly beautiful uh, if, you know, thousands of lives weren't at stake and your town on the verge of destruction. Um, Mel, it's your turn. You are close enough to close and attack. Okay, I'm going, I'm going to roar at it. Okay, why don't you tell us what Roar does? So, Roar, instead of attack, target gets negative one to defense, and Mecha gets plus one to attack for duration of combat. So, the panther opens its mouth and you release a bone-shattering roar that literally causes the massive worm to, to, to shake, stutter, uh, backwards, and you feel even that more powerful. Uh, however, Mel, a light now goes on inside your mech and it is its turn. Now that you are close enough, Mel, having closed so nice and close, it is going to lash out with its massive jaws, snapping down to bite you. So 21. It chomps down for five points of damage. Crunch! And you need to beat a 15 if you want to break free. Right now? Uh, on your turn, sorry. It can't keep attacking other people, though, then if its mouth is... Its mouth is currently engaged with you. Yes, it cannot bite anyone else. Uh, Huxley. Yeah. Uh, it seems like I should try to... It seems like I should try to help the panther. So, just gonna jump in there and basically, like, inside the cockpit, Huxley is basically just, like, jamming those, like, sticks back and forth as, as, as hard and as fast, just, like, trying to do the best he can with what he's been given. Um, which I think technically counts as, um, bite, which is technically a mouth attack. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's, that's the raccoon's, that's the raccoon's only combat move. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can kind of consider it like a claw bite kind of fully. Yeah, that's what it does. Wolverine actually fights. It's like a full yeah. body kind of engaged. It's like a house cat that's pissed. Yeah. The easiest way to do it. Okay. Why do all this swinging? All right, so that's a 17. That is a tie. Oh. But we all recall what happens with ties. To go to attackers. Bingo! So as your little claws start to scratch at it, um, and mouth, I mean, your awesome claws start to like streak across its skin, you find that the scratching is actually leaving kind of gouts of flame a few feet above the machine, as if there's some kind of shield keeping it safe. But it does, however, do a bunch of damage. Um, one more like player question. I know that we have different a different power thing here. Is this are these new power points or like the power points that you have built up as a player transfer to your mech? Okay, cool. Your mech and your player are the same pull from the same power Dope. point reservoir. And Hux, one additional thing happens as you make your little raccoon strike a light on the side of your machine, bleeps on. 
Cool. All right. Uh, hey. And there's almost like a spot for your handprint. Ah, I'm going to put my hand on that as soon as I'm allowed to. Next turn, let's see what happens. Um, Olive, yes. Uh, I'm going to charge full force into the side of this dragon with the front of just my massive tusks. Yeah. Full, and I'm spending my 10 points to get the actual charge from my mech. Charge does 2x damage, and the next turn, the mech is down 5 defense. So, so this is the actual. This is the actual charge. I realize it's hilarious that you have. Yes, well, that was both kinds of charges. That is a hilarious design flaw that I will correct. Um, All right, Uh, you still need to roll an attack. Yes, I do. Twelve. It is a ten. So your beast charges across the landscape with tears. Silently, still streaming down her face. All her anger is now put on this dragon and, and in herself. And as it leaps forward, slamming into the dragon, you collide with its flame shield. And your energy does nothing as you bounce off. However, a light also does appear in your face on that successful strike. A light appears in your machine as well. Nothing. Oh. What? Damn it. Oh my gosh, I just worked. Oh god. Oh. What what didn't work for you? There's a oh. button with the handprint next to our com or next door console? I don't I don't have a button. Hey, stupid machine, give me a button. Uh Olive Nico. Alright. So I've learned enough to know that my that I'm not gonna do damage to this thing. But I don't need to do damage because I have eight tackles. I am going to, um, I'm going right along the ground line, just having a blast at this thing. He's probably still laughing. Uh, I gotta install a stereo in this, and then he like uh, leaps. I, I sort of, he, I'm, I'm aiming for the head that Mel is in. It looks like Mel's in a bind. So you come phasing up out of the ground, your tentacles wrapping, lashing at this creature. Uh, 14. Hey! Uh, So your tentacles strike out against it. Ba-boom! As it staggers backwards. However, your little light that you didn't know what they were talking about, well, now you do. Oh, hey, I know what you're talking about now. You see this thing? It goes on. Martha. Yo. Sorry, Martha would never say you. Think she might. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways. You're coming down out of your flying strike? Yep. Let's see how this goes. 15. That's a hit. Yes. Uh, strike does two damage. Um, so if- Two times damage, two times and damage. you are using the power of Terra yes. against a flame shield, which mm-hmm. does two damage. So that's a total of four. So you're doing four damage against this shield. Yeah. Suddenly the shield evaporates around you uh, and it is gone. Uh, and it is- something shows up. And a light goes on inside of your mech. Correct. It goes on, but you know, so far it hasn't done anything. Oh, idea, idea, idea. I think we have to push them all at the same time. Oh, like a band. Yes, like a band. All right, one, two, three. Three, three or like one, two, three now. <laughs> Go! And a light envelops all of your machines. 
as you start to shift and you see each other coming together and you're taller, you're massive, you're huge, you are the ultimate champion. Champions of the Earth is created and DM'd by Colin Kelly and produced and mixed by Jesse V. Hill. Our original theme music is by Stephen Gizzy. Featured in the cast were Jackson Lansing as Nico, Amanda Powers as Mel, Gina DeViva as Olive, Marcy Campos as Martha, and Jesse V. Hill as Huxley. Rate us on iTunes, rate us on Stitcher, rate us on Google Play, find us on SoundCloud. You can tweet at us at ChampionsCast on Twitter or use the ChampionsCast hashtag. Like us on Facebook, tumble us on Tumblr. The secret word for the week is reaction. <laughs> <laughs>